I want, I want, I want me, 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 mine, 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 now, now, now. You know you're responsible for what you hear. You know you're responsible for what you hear. Greetings and welcome to Thoughts from the Hairy Head, the weekly podcast where I talk about, well, whatever happens to be bouncing around inside my head at the moment, but mostly focusing on constitutional issues and political decentralization. This is episode 29 of Thoughts from the Hairy Head, and I appreciate you tuning in. This week, I'm going to talk about judicial supremacy. On last week's episode, I talked about executive powers and the constitutional limits on the authority of the president. Today, I'm going to sort of continue along those same lines, but focusing on the judiciary. Yes, despite the word supreme in its name, the Supreme Court does have limits. Now, really, the subjects are interrelated. Even a cursory reading of the Constitution ratification debates reveals that virtually everybody expected the federal government to play a limited role in the American system. At least, that's what they said. Now, did some of the supporters of the Constitution say whatever they had to in order to get it ratified, only later to use it to usher in a much more sweeping nationalist vision? Did they misrepresent their true intentions? That's certainly a possibility, <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. Nevertheless, they all said the federal government was to be one of limited, enumerated powers. This was how the Constitution was sold to the skeptics and the public. This was the promise made to get the fence-sitters to buy in. Since this was the sense in which the Constitution was accepted and ratified by the nation, it is the legitimate Constitution, as James Madison put it. So if we accept that the federal government was intended to remain limited in scope, focused on a handful of responsibility, and exercising specific enumerated powers, that means the term limited applies to every branch of the operation, the president, Congress, and the Supreme Court. But that sure isn't how most Americans view things. When the president does something clearly unconstitutional, people scream, he can't do that! And when Congress does something unconstitutional. People scream, it can't do that. When five politically connected lawyers on the Supreme Court issue a clearly unconstitutional opinion, most Americans just shrug and go, yeah, well, we have to live with it. This is dumb. Virtually every American today believes a Supreme Court opinion automatically makes a given action constitutional. I was like a lot of kids growing up. I questioned things. My mom would tell me to do something and I'd ask, why? Her stock answer was, because I said so. Man, that drove me crazy. Because look, I said so isn't a reason. But that's how Americans treat the Supreme Court. It's the because we said so branch of government. 
This happens to me all the time. I'm in a debate with somebody, and I'm pointing out that something the federal government is doing is clearly unconstitutional. Let's just say we're talking about the drug war. I'll say, hey, it's unconstitutional. There isn't any enumerated power giving the feds the authority to wage a war on drugs. And they'll say, no, you're wrong. The Supreme Court said so. Live with it. That's what this guy said to me the other day. Live with it. Now, these people generally have absolutely no idea what the Supreme Court actually said. It's not like they've read the opinion. They have no clue what kind of legal reasoning the justices used. The Supreme Court said so. Makes up the entirety of their argument. Their position all boils down to this creepy deference to perceived authority. Look, just because five lawyers say something doesn't make it so. Heck, the Supreme Court said locking up Japanese-American behind barbed wire for years with no due process was constitutional. So you will forgive me if I don't put a whole lot of stock in the constitutional opinions of politically connected lawyers. These guys have an agenda, just like anybody else. They have political points of view that they want to advance. And it's really important to remember that federal judges are federal employees. Expecting them to limit the powers of the federal government is, quite frankly, absurd. Think about it. If you were playing in a football game, would you agree to allow a player from the other team to be the ref? Do you think the coach of the Dallas Cowboys would agree to allow a New York Giants players to head up the officiating crew in an NFC championship game? I know that's a stretch with those two teams, but go with me here. Of course not. It would be nuts. And yet most Americans think federal judges appointed by the president, part of the federal government, confirmed by the Senate, part of the federal government, who accept a paycheck from the federal government, who are in fact employees of The federal governments are the ones who are supposed to limit the federal government. Dude, this is nuts. Look, here's the truth. The Supreme Court was never intended to have the final say on constitutionality. Listen to what Thomas Jefferson said about it. Quote, to consider the judges as the ultimate arbiters of all constitutional questions is a very dangerous doctrine indeed, and one which would place us under the depotism of an oligarchy. Our judges are as honest as other men, and not more so. They have with others the same passion for party, for power, and the privilege of their core. The Constitution has erected no such single tribunal, knowing that whatever hands confided with the corruptions of time and party, its members would become despots. It has more wisely made all the departments co-equal and co-sovereign within themselves. End quote. The founding generation did not fight a bloody revolution to set up an oligarchy run by five politically connected lawyers in black dresses. The Supreme Court was never intended to be the sovereign entity in our political system. Yes, absolutely they have a role. They judge cases. They have the right to rule something unconstitutional within the context of their case. But just because they hand down an opinion does not make it binding on everybody until the end of time. As James Madison pointed out, dangerous powers not delegated may not only be usurped and executed by other departments, but that the judicial department also may exercise or sanction dangerous powers beyond the grant of the Constitution. Yes, Supreme Court justices can overstep their bounds and do things that are unconstitutional. 
Okay, so who decides what is constitutional in the last resort? Well, the people of the states. I'll again defer to the father of the Constitution on this point. Quote, the states then being the parties to the constitutional compact, and in their sovereign capacity, it follows of necessity that there can be no tribunal above their authority to decide in the last resort whether the compact, that is the Constitution, made by them be violated, and consequently, that as the parties to it, they must themselves decide in the last resort. We the people are sovereign in the American system, not the Supreme Court. These federal supremacists would have you believe that the people of the states created a federal government with limited enumerated powers. That they insisted on the Tenth Amendment making the limited nature of that government explicit. And then after all that, they left it to a branch of the federal government to decide the extent of its own powers. In other words, they're trying to tell us that the federal government is supposed to limit itself. Think about it. If the federal government gets to decide its own limits, it is for all practical purposes an institution of unlimited power. This idea is absurd. Well, that's it for this episode of Thoughts from Meharry Head. We're another 10 minutes closer to freedom. I really appreciate you listening. Make sure you head over to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast. If you enjoyed the show, do me a favor, spread the word. And feel free to send me any thoughts or ideas at michael.meharry at 10thamendmentcenter.com. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next time.